Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the OSU Sports Extra Podcast, the Death of Bedlam edition. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Kelly Hines, as always. So, Kelly, let's start with, with Bedlam. It wasn't exactly breaking news yesterday, but Brett McMurphy's story was interesting, and Mike Gundy's comments were interesting. Um, it seems like Bedlam is dead, at least in the short term. Maybe the long term, we'll see. What, what kind of sense can you make of all this? Yeah, it definitely was was something I, I think that was um, just like brought up again. Like I think we all knew that that Bedlam was going to be over. It just is a matter of of when all that happens um, with with um, OU OU's transition to a, a new conference. But um, kind of from OSU's perspective, um, I I was a little bit surprised that Mike Gundy um, like had as much to say about it as he did. He's always he always has things to say, but I kind of thought that it was because he'd been asked about it and talked about it so much um, during the spring and the summer and the preseason that it was just going to be like, you know, I've said everything I'm going to say about that. But then instead, he literally reaches into his pocket or pulls out a piece of paper and has all of these notes scribbled on it of things that he's like, these are things I want. This is what I want to say about this. And so it obviously was important enough um, for him to do that, I've never seen him do that. He usually is very good off the cuff, and he just was like, "This is this is what I want to say, and I want to make sure I say it the way that I've planned it." So he put some thought into it, and I think you know, from his perspective, was it was you know OU and and, and Texas. Obviously, they they had all these discussions that went on for months, and and but Bedlam was not, you know, that wasn't. Um, maybe a factor in anything that they decided. They, they decided to go to another conference and um, OSU was was not, you know, maybe considered in, in any of that. And so they did that. And now something that has been um, perceived as a rivalry by, by many people is, is um, not gonna be really an option um, in part because of scheduling and contracts and, and all of those things. Um, so I think he was just like, this is the last time I'm going to say anything about this because we've talked it to death. I mean, it's been discussed so many times with him. Um, the players have been asked about it. Um, you know, from OSU's side, not a lot of university administration like talking about it um, because I, I think that you don't want to come out and say things too strongly because situations change and maybe down the road there'll be an opportunity for, for something to come up and you wouldn't want to publicly say, yeah, no, we don't, we don't want to play them. This isn't important to us. Or, you know, we're offended that they didn't want to be in a league with us. You wouldn't want to like put yourself in a corner that later on, um, you know, you may feel differently about. Um, you might get, he said, there are no hard feelings um, and, and that might be the case, but I think it is, an awkward situation, um, probably for both sides. I, I see more though as you side because that's the beat that I cover. Um, but I thought that that Mike Gundy had some good points, um, and we knew this was coming. Like this is one of the big takeaways right. of of OU going to the SEC. You're not going to be in the same conference anymore. Conference schedules are uh, or non-conference schedules are are mapped out so far in advance that how how would they squeeze this game in and um, it's just not that easy to facilitate. And maybe it'll be a possibility um, in other sports. It's a lot easier to schedule with those. Um, but, you know, that'll probably come down to the individual coaches within those programs. So um, definitely was a big storyline yesterday, but I don't know that like we really 
got anything new from from the report or from what was said. You know, I know OU, you know, Joe Castiglione had some comments that, you know, it just, it's kind of a he said, she said situation at this point, but um, that's not really surprising. That's how these things go. So nobody wants to look like the bad guy in this. Um, but I, I really think that like, like my Jenny said, like, let's all move on from this. Like nothing is being accomplished. Um, this is not a thing anymore. So we're all going to have to move on from it. That's, that's true. But I mean, they've been playing this game since 1904 and it's, it's, I totally get, let's move on and talk about other things, but it's not that easy. I mean, it's oh, not, yeah, no, it's definitely not easy. I mean, I mean, like if, if you're a fan, it's like, well, wait a minute, I, I want, I want to wallow in this for just a little, little. Yeah, and the fans are definitely still doing that. I mean, they're, they're, yes, they they're, are. they're very much still doing that. And, you know, a lot of, I've seen a lot of OU fans say, well, this, this wasn't a rivalry um, for us. Texas is our rival. Um, our rival, we we're going to have rivals in the SEC. Um, and yeah, if that's the case, then, um, I guess, that's that's fine from their perspective, OSU. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be harder in the new era of um, conference realignment to have those same rivalries. Um, I know just from like covering Tulsa that it was always hard to identify. Okay, so who are their rivals? You know, I think maybe we're we're just in a different era of college football that that rivalries aren't the same as what they used to be so maybe that's part of it that we all have to accept um osu will have have um i don't know i wouldn't say them rivals that they would be rivals but osu is going to have opponents in in the new big 12 or whatever happens down the road that it's just going to be different you know you're not going to have as much history and, and tradition and all of those things but that's college football for you it changes and um you know, a lot of the, the rivals of college football are able to have those those non-conference games every year. But, you know, for OSU, I mean, they're they're about to play Tulsa every year. And that's going to be um, a rivalry of sorts. Um, it's, it's a little bit different, but they've they've played each other a lot. And um, that could be a thing. So um, it is unfortunate, but it's just another um thing that happens when when you know college football is driven by money and and um you know it just you just have to accept that the, that some things are going to be lost because of that yeah true that so a number of years ago when OU and OSU uh considered going to the Pac-12 and at that time I thought it it seemed to me essential that OSU stay paired with OU in, in conference realignment. I don't feel that way now. Um, I feel like Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, because of their football success, casts such a large cloud, if you will, over our state. However, and rightfully so, they're 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 great. But you know, in the Gundy era, the OSU has really become a strong program. If you look at you know, the most wins or most bowl games, you know, those stats that you see up here on TV, OSU pops up quite a bit. Um, your reaction to that, you agree or disagree with that? I think that um, OU's success in the Big 12, um, you know, the championships that OU has won in the conference, that made OU more equipped to um, go to a tougher conference. 
Um, OSU, you know, has had has had so much success under Mike Gundy, and he's done just absolutely incredible things with the program to have um, 16 consecutive winning seasons. I mean, that's crazy. Um, and, you know, bowl victories and national relevance and, and NFL talent, all of those things. It's just, I feel like for OU, it's like, well, we've, we've dominated the Big 12. We're, we're ready for something tougher. And they were ready to, um, you know, pursue that with Texas. OU and Texas considered themselves, you know, to be um, elite in, in the conference, which I think you could make a for sure argument for one of those. Um, and then, you know, they, they buddied up and, and um, that's where the alliance was. And, and I think with this round of conference realignment, OU was willing to, you know, split up from, from OSU because they, they viewed themselves as, as being more of a premier program, deserved or not, you can make that argument for sure. But um, I think that this, this round, it was not going to be that way. And um, I think that's fine. I think it, it doesn't have to be that way um, because geography, as we're learning, means nothing in college football in, in terms of conferences now. Um, so I think uh, if, if, you're, if you think that you can do better than the Big 12, I think from OSU's perspective, it's like they chose that. They're doing that. Um, and I think uh, OSU is in a really good position now. Um, maybe the best position it's ever been in. I mean, I think that that's um, the big story with OSU um, right now. And it's kind of hard to quantify that. But I feel like um, that's why they're not all bent out of shape about what's going on. You know, there's no no panic. Oh, we got left out of this. Like, um, if I were an OSU administrator, I'd be like, no, we, we want to stay in the Big 12. Like, we can, we can win championships in this league. Um, we are going to be at the top every year or near the top in a lot of our programs. Um, so I think that's why it's kind of like, okay, oh, you can, can do what they're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. And it doesn't have to be the same thing. Um, I think both universities are in a great place with their administration and with their coaching staffs. Um, and that's not just obviously football drives a lot of that, but that's, that's beyond football. So um, I think you know, them, them being in different conferences and not playing each other. Yeah, it's unfortunate for the fans, for sure. Um, but I think it's probably the right decision for, for both of them. I don't know. It's obviously, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. But um, as of right now, I feel like they're both in a really good spot. I, I think OU wants to see how it can compete in a conference like this. You see, I think all of us are interested to see how that's going to go. I think OSU absolutely can contend every year in a conference like what the Big 12 is going to be after OU and Texas leave. Yeah. What's your favorite Bedlam memory? You've seen uh, a number of Bedlam games. Okay, so at one point I had gone to um, 15 Bedlam games in a row. Um, that streak ended a couple years ago. But my favorite Bedlam memory is a Bedlam game that I did not attend. Um, so in uh, 2002, um, the night of the, uh, the Bedlam game in Norman that OSU won, um, my dad and I had decided to go to an OSU basketball game that night because um, you know, obviously getting, I had never been to a Bedlam football game at that point and um, you know, grew up 10 minutes from 
uh, OU Stadium, and you know that that was not going to be something that that we could afford to attend. Um, but the whoever OSU played in basketball that night, those tickets were extremely affordable. So uh, we decided to go to that basketball game. Um, but we listened to um, the football game, uh, obviously, on the radio while we were driving up to Stillwater. So we heard, you know, uh, I guess it was, I don't know the timing of it, but we heard like the entire second half. You know, we watched the first half on TV and we heard the second half. So we get up to um, the basketball game. So we listened, you know, we heard OSU win. Obviously that was, you know, really unexpected and dramatic and just, um, just, a great win for OSU. We get to the OSU basketball game and, and there weren't many people there because it was, you know, bedlam. And uh, I wish I could remember who OSU played that night. But um, anyway, that's not really relevant to this story. Um, there was just like everyone there, you know, all of the OSU fans there were so excited because OSU won bedlam. And that, you know, at that time was, was pretty crazy. Um, and so, uh, after the football team arrived back in Stillwater, they brought the football team to Gallagher-Iba and recognized the football team for, for that win. Um, and that was a really cool thing to see. And I think that to me as, you know, someone who wasn't that close to any of it at that point was just a sign of, of the program going in a really good direction. And there was just a lot of excitement around um, OSU football on that day because they, they beat OU and that was that was so big, but it, it felt bigger than that. I don't really know how to explain that. That was obviously 20 years ago. And, you know, that was um, a lot has happened since then. Um, but uh, I will always remember that um, because, you know, just as a kid, like you you want to go to Bedlam games. You want to be at the, the big game that everyone is talking about and, um, I wasn't able to be at that game, but I was able to like be a tiny part of it, even though I wasn't really at all. So that's the one that I remember the most. Let's talk about this year's team for uh, for a second. Yeah, we, let's we, do that. Yeah, we we have we have a team actually playing now this yeah, year. Just not this week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's doing quite well. So okay, it, it seems to me that the non-conference for OSU has gone pretty much exactly how you'd want it to go. Uh, they played well, had some concerns here, you know, defense seems like they've addressed those in the coming weeks. Um, seems like they're in a good place injury wise. Um, as they prepare to go to Waco next week, right, do you have any concerns? I think it's just probably the biggest concern is how is this team going to match up against, you know, a, one of the best teams in the big 12, like, You've been able to like have success here, George. Okay. There's a cat sighting. Okay. They are so good at walking like literally in front of the, of the screen. Like they're not even in the back. Censor that. Nobody wants yeah. to see George's butt. Sorry. Yeah. No one Sorry, wants. George. No one wants to see that. <laughs> and now he's like, "Oh, you want to see what? Okay, I just have to. I have some treats." And could we get an endorsement uh, from Temptations? Like, um, like could, could we somehow facilitate that to where I don't have to spend my entire paycheck on these cat treats? Um, fortunately, I have some right here to give to him. Um, 
your question. Oh yeah. So I think just um, probably the, I don't think there was like a big concern. It just maybe just seeing how um, this defense, you know, particularly the back seven does against um, a big 12 offense. I, I think um, the defense has done some good things and has um, progressed well, um, you know, for, from game one to game two to game three. I think um, you're seeing everything you want to see. It's just still um, a matter of, okay, what is what is this going to look like when, um, no offense to the previous teams, the, the talent is, is going to be um, a lot different. Um, yep. And the um, offensive style is going to be different and just all of those things. Um, but uh, I definitely feel like the schedule was, was how it was set up um, really helped if you get a better feel for things, um, you know, and, and having an open date this early in the season, you don't love that, but it does give you an extra week to prepare for Baylor. But Iowa State this week just not going to be just like a super easy game. So um, I think from that standpoint, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have that that um, that open date this time of the year. But when you get only one and to have it after like three games that didn't especially challenge you. Um, you know, you would prefer to probably have it a little bit later when you're you're beat up and you need more recovery time and that sort of thing. But OSU, like from a health perspective, is in a really good spot. So really, it's just um, this is more about just uh, preparing, looking back on you know the the previous week minimally probably and preparing extra for Baylor. The kitten biting my toes right now, so great. That can't be fun. So. I, they did what we all thought they would do against Pine Bluff, uh, but anything or anybody particularly stand out to you in that game? I'm pretty sure last week on this, I said I was most looking forward to seeing how Gunnar Gundy would play, so I have to give it up to myself a little bit, which I don't really... He looked good, good, right? He looked good. He looked, um, he looked I good. thought he did really well. Um, you know, I, I, obviously you're going to be nervous when you're, it's like the first substantial playing time of your career and your last name is Gundy and there are expectations that come with that and you're wearing your dad's number and just, it's just kind of a lot and you've dreamed of this moment literally your whole life and um, he, um, I thought he handled all of that really well. Um, he's a redshirt freshman. He's um kind of uh, his personality um, is, is more um, reserved and he doesn't get like super emotional or at least like showcase that. But um, he, you know, was super eager to be able to throw a pass in a game for the first time. And he didn't do that on the first drive, but on the second drive he did and um, had a completion, had an incompletion and then had, had a pass bounce off a receiver um, and wound up being an interception. And then he honestly settled in after that. He's like, okay, something bad happened. Um, not ideal, um, but, uh, and it wasn't his fault. And he he settled in from there. And I thought he um, ran the offense extremely effectively and, um, you know, took off and, and had some good runs, had some good passes. Um, and it's not like he was out there with the first team offense, like, he was out there with all, all reserves and those are guys he probably practices with, you know, and that um, has that sort of connection, but it's not like he had the, the first team offensive line blocking for him and the, the, the first team wide receivers catching passes. I mean, he, he um, was out there with, with second, third team guys and um, 
I thought it was a really good situation for him to get more comfortable. And that's what, that's what you want out of those games. Um, and just more experience and um, with more experience, that's, that's a good thing. Um, not just for him, but for everyone who, I mean, everyone played in that game. So, um, but I, I thought that that was a very positive experience for Gunner and, um, you know, whatever happens with his career moving forward, like that was such a cool thing for him to get to experience. And, um, you know, it's kind of unpredictable who they bring after games um, for interviews, but I was so glad that they brought him because so often when, when, um, when players have these, these moments in games that, um, I don't know, just like, you don't always get to talk to them after that, just for whatever reason. Um, you know, if sometimes there are other players to bring or I don't know. Um, but for him to like be the center of attention in the post game and, and get to answer all these questions about it, I just think that adds to it for him. And, um, like no one can ever take that away from you. Like you, you went out there, you threw touchdown passes. That was something you always dreamed of doing. And regardless of where your career goes, I wish I think he has a ton of potential and I think he will be the starter at some point. But I, I just thought that that was a really, um, I, I love the feel good things um, with college football. And, and that way you kind of forget that it's just all about money and um, those things. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's not, all about money, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I like those those storylines that um, maybe it's not super central to this season, but when you're playing a team um, that you beat by a margin like that, um, I just like to have like kind of just hold on to like one one cool thing that happened in this game instead of like oh one team was really good and the other team wasn't as good. I don't know. So that was that was really the biggest thing that I took from that. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, you can check us out on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Download us for free. Uh, hope you'll check us out. Kelly, enjoy a rare Saturday off, and uh, we'll talk next week. Okay, sounds good.